This is a Dece World production in association with Pants Pending Studios. Hey everyone, it's Deese, and I'm here to tell you about a brand new show called Some Imperfections, the advice podcast hosted by Abby Buckenberger, Sierra Kosi, and myself. They are certified life coaches, and I'm a comedian. They'll answer all your questions about life, love, spirituality, and much more, and I'll chime in with stories about how when I was in seventh grade, my friend and I dropped acid, and then my friend tried to fight our teacher. So tune in every other Wednesday at decomedy.com, IamAlliance.me, or follow us on Spotify. And go to sub.imperfections on Instagram to send us your anonymous topics and questions. We'll see you there. You are now listening to The Social Hour. They're not PC So if occasional foul language turns you off Then you have all been warned This is the call before the storm It's the bitch slap is with the front of the hand The back slap is the pimp hand Get ready for the social hour Comedian Grant Yoder. And now your host. He thinks they should be more specific when they talk about celebrating President's Day. Because he felt like a real asshole for wearing his Saddam Hussein shirt. Dees Casillas. Malam Keen, everyone. Welcome to the show. This is the Social Hour. I am Dees. Thanks for coming around for another episode of the show. Uh, we appreciate you hanging out. We have a fun episode for you today. Uh, before we get into that, guys, as always, go to DeeseComedy.com. Check out everything going on. We've got some live shows uh, coming back. Uh, we've got some new podcasts popping up around the network, too, and a lot of other stuff going on. So just go check out what's going on. Hit the calendar. Uh, you can find out release dates of podcasts, uh, shows, live events near you. And go to Patreon backslash Comedy for some exclusive behind-the-scenes content on everything happening and shaking, too. Uh, the big thing is, uh, I want you to remember, is the Dollar Bin Podcast. New episodes every Friday. That's our new comic book review show where we talk about crappy or maybe not crappy comic books we found in the dollar bin so that's been fun we, cut, we go live on youtube we've got a video of that the video has some bonus features but if you want to be lazy you can just listen to the audio uh all right that's it for commercials guys you know what to do uh go check all this stuff out we're gonna get in it with our guest today we have all the way uh from our neighbor to the south in oregon comedian grant yoder grant how's it going man Hey, I'm doing great. It's the most beautiful state in the union. I'm glad to be here. <laughs> is it? I mean, we. What is? Uh, what's Oregon's nickname? I mean, because I feel like Washington, the evergreen state, sounds pretty beautiful. Uh, what do they call you Oregon? I mean, evergreens are great if you don't love color. You know, we, we we've got green, we've got color, we got the painted hills. Um, but I used to uh, I used to date a girl in Vancouver, and I told her all the time, "Hey, it must be so nice to live." So close so, to the best state. Like, <laughs> did you just say across best, the river? Did you say best state or meth state? Because they did just legalize all <laughs> drugs in Oregon. Well, so that, no, we didn't, we didn't legalize <laughs> drugs. We decriminalized. Yes, decriminalized. <laughs> there is a difference. Yeah, uh, yeah. Progress. Um, how do you uh, how do you feel about that decriminalizing all drugs in Oregon? Oh, how how fun is this supposed to be? I have a I have some very specific thoughts on that. I think yeah. So let's, let's I think that. it's let's... wonderful. Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, you know, we had, we had, so you, you don't know this, but outside of comedy, I actually work in criminal justice. Oh really? Um, okay. and so I spent a lot of time thinking about these type of things yeah. and, uh, the role of criminal justice and, and, um, justice in general in our culture. 
And, you know, we saw a big influx in, in issues with people having interactions with the justice system yeah. in the 90s when we started to have more and more uh, crimes involving illegal substances when really it's it's not a criminal offense. It, yeah. It's an offense that needs service. Sure. And so by taking these people, separating them from their structures, separating them from society, bringing them out of their families, it's actually doing them a disservice and it's extremely costly to the people who are doing it to them. Yeah. So – I'm I am all for it personally. It's it's a step in the right direction. Yeah. Um, you know this. So the United States, it's it's the highest per capita um, rate of prisons in the whole world. Yeah. Um, oh, it's, higher it's, than, it's crazy. Yeah. Crazy. Well, you know, privatized prisons. That's your you know when it's a business, all of a sudden they have to have minimum standards of occupancy and things like that. So this is a great step away from that, which is super exciting. Uh, although I will say that Oregon has no Oregon uses no private prisons, which is exciting. Yeah, really, I didn't know that. Okay, yep. that's that's great. All, that's good. Um, all run by the state. But this is not my comedy career. This is my other career. So, <laughs> so excuse me. <laughs> no, that's all right. I love that. Uh, we, you know, um, be personally, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of decriminalizing uh, the drugs. Also, I think it's a, a great step in the right de- direction. I 100% agree with you. We, uh, you know, take that model that they used in Norway and other uh, other countries, and really yeah. a- a- apply it to America. And I think uh, we could just, we could solve a lot of problems. I mean, all instead of uh, you know when you have the the money we put into the court systems and the police and all these things um you would save and also when you have like safe injection sites things like that um these people are getting have an opportunity to um oh god my dog's (laughs) trying to choke me um the uh you know, they have an opportunity to talk to someone and walk away with a pamphlet about uh, sobriety if they ever need that help or want that um, instead of just feeling like, oh, well, now I have a criminal record. Now I can never get a job. Now I'm probably perpetually yeah. homeless um, and just another person in the system. Oh, instead of- absolutely. Well, it's, it's funny that you mentioned Norway because I, and I keep talking about Oregon. I apologize. It's, it's where my expertise is. But <laughs> the, the state of Oregon, actually, like our, our corrections department has been going back and forth to Norway for about four years now. Really? And yeah, so they've been coming here. We've been going there and studying practices to implement um, those type of practices here in Oregon. Mm-hmm. Um, where there's a focus on humanization and normalization. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, we saw this last summer, uh, a big spotlight on criminal justice. We saw people paying a yeah. lot of attention all of a sudden, and rightfully so. And, you you know, you've seen people talking about things like defund the police. Yeah. So since 2014 here in, in Oregon, we've had a conference called the criminal, re- or I'm sorry, a criminal justice reinvestment concert, or conference rather. And it's, that exact thing. It's talking about taking money away from criminal justice agencies and enforcement agencies and moving them towards community service agencies, um, specialty courts that can remove people from that system yeah. and get them the help that they need. So, it, I mean, it, it's all great that we're, we're having eyes on it. We're putting that focus to get a better life for people because at the end of the day, you know, punitive justice doesn't do much good for just about anyone. Um, yeah, especially in that when you're t- when you're dealing with stuff, things that have to do with uh, uh, addiction and mental health and things like that. It's you know that that punitive only p- puts them again further into a perpetual state of kind of inability to reintegrate into society instead of giving that option of being still being a part of it. Oh, absolutely, and and you know. Um, the other thing about it is for those little offenses, you know, drug use into that, whenever you have an interaction with a, uh, with a justice system, it has gravity to it and it's makes you more likely in the future to have more interactions. Yeah. You know, that's the same conversation we're having right now around things like homelessness. Um, yeah. So I live in Salem, which is our capital down here. And last year on the city council wanted to do what something called a sit lie ordinance, which basically says, yeah, we that, have, yeah, very, we have that in Spokane. Yeah, and what it does is, so I'll just explain it for the folks, is um, it basically says that you can't loiter on public property, which is insane. And, yeah. and it literally criminalizes poverty, yeah. you know? And I I always say, hey, you're right. They shouldn't be here. They should just go home, right? You know? <laughs> <laughs> that solves the problem. They should just go home. Like, how punitive do our laws need to be for these people to finally get the picture, Yeah, just, you just know? Go, find a home, man. Go back to your tent. Um, it's yeah. fu- it's funny because we yeah we have uh, the same ordinance in Spokane. Spokane has a pretty considerable uh, homeless issue. I I, do, I work with a lot of homeless outreach programs in Spokane. It's one of my main um, 
main things kind of that I, I try to do. I'm actually running for mayor of Spokane. Um, Are you really? Yeah. So that is one of my, my big platforms is uh, we uh, is is, yeah, homelessness, homelessness and our, our violent police force. We have the fifth deadliest police force and we're the hundredth largest city in America. Um, so that seems like a problem too. Um, <laughs> is that per capita or is that? I assume so. Yeah. Yeah. I assume so. But Spokane's about half a million people. So it's gotta be, yep. I mean, you know, Baltimore is probably or wherever Detroit, who knows? Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it's a weird problem. And you know, in Spokane, they'll, yeah, we've got the sit lie ordinance or they go through in these homeless encampments and they just mm -hmm. take everyone's stuff and throw it all away. And I'm like, cause it's, you know, technically trash on public property. And then you're like, okay, well now you just got these people back to zero and now they're still homeless. You know, it's like, what do you, now what do you want them to do? Um, or maybe yeah. they arrest them and it's like, how do you, you know, you're not solving any problems here, guys. Oh, exactly. You know, the problem is that when you, when you stop recognizing humanity in situations, you make it more likely that people will slip out of that and they won't have the opportunity to, to find themselves back into a society because they're alienated from it. But, uh, so you're, you're in Spokane. Yeah. I, I live in Spokane, Washington. Now I'm from LA. Uh, I've been in Spokane yeah. for uh, a number of years now. Um, and it was a, it was a, weekend that turned into a long weekend it was a i literally was supposed to be here for a weekend and i've been here for uh almost 10 years now so it's a it's a cool city it's a cool city they you guys your music scene's blowing up yeah. um it's college towns a lot going on there was pre-covid a lot going there was, was. <laughs> now it's uh fairly bleak we actually can't even uh we keep missing the numbers to get stuff even opened up a little bit um you know i yeah. i uh, we have a comedy club here um I, that i'm one of the comics at and they've got a, we've got a sister club in tacoma and the tacoma club just got to open up uh this week and i'm like you fucking assholes you get you know you guys tacoma's cool city yeah i like this is gonna sound weird this is the most boring podcast compared <laughs> to what, what, what i was supposed to come in with jokes but i'm just gonna tell you this next statement may be the most boring thing anyone's ever said on a podcast <laughs> i like I like Tacoma's overpasses. Their overpasses? <laughs> what? What's unique they're, about their overpasses? They have pretty overpasses, man. Do they? Okay, I don't know if I've ever taken note of their overpasses specifically, but I will. Uh, I this believe is the you. cutting edge content that people are here for. The, <laughs> let me tell you, they're they're like they're they're cloaked in ivy. Yeah. They're gowned in ivy. They're, they're like this gorgeous cement overpasses interesting okay. nestled into the city yeah, yeah well, i'm a huge fan i am the uh top five podcast for uh, people looking for uh quality overpasses so uh hopefully people that's great know to hit tacoma for their overpasses from now on let's keep talking about overpasses let's, <laughs> let's switch from justice to municipal engineering you, you want to talk about overpasses <laughs> yeah have you been to mesa oh man oh, oh my gosh yeah. mesa's I mean, when you look, when you pull up the book, you're going to see Mesa when it comes to overpasses. Right, yeah, it's just something like, about succulents and overpasses really just come together nicely. Yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, and then you were talking about Detroit earlier. Let's talk about some industrial overpasses. Yeah, yeah, just, I mean. It, it's all on my Tumblr. Yeah. <laughs> Mine is all on my Tumblr. Is Tumblr still a thing? Does that still exist? Oh, hopefully not. Okay. Nothing good has ever happened on Tumblr. I don't know. That is a site that I was never able to navigate. I uh, there's there's yeah. always, there's always a couple social media sites that I'm like, I'm just too old for that. Uh, Tumblr yeah. was one of them. It, TikTok is it now. I was gonna say yeah. I understand Tumblr just as much as I understand TikTok, yeah. which is not at all. <laughs> uh, Snap, not at all. Snapchat was one of those. I'm like, I don't I don't get this. I'm like, this is Instagram, but like for people who just want to cheat on their spouse. Uh, yeah, I think know. I think I'm old now is the problem. Yeah. Like I got two kids, I got a five year old. I'm sorry, a six year old and a four year old. It, it changes all the time. Yeah, um, <laughs> every year it changes. So like I I'm aging out of things. My body it won't let me eat mac and cheese anymore because it knows I'm a dad and it won't let me learn how to use TikTok. And yeah. I just have to be okay with that. <laughs> that that is a good thing. I've had uh, comics who are older than I am. And, you know, we've been on the road together and they're like, hey, man, you, you know, are you doing TikTok? You got I'm getting this and that. And I'm like, I I fucking can't do it. I can't do it. I don't know. Like every time I turn it on, I just see these these stupid dances. And like I, I've watched videos. And yes. I'm like, I don't know what this is. I'm like, I don't know what this is. I don't know how to get out of it. I don't know how to upload stuff. I, I don't. It doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, I downloaded it once I because my friend was like, you got to get it. You yeah. got it. You got. So I got it. 
And I opened it up, and it was just like 30 videos of 15 year old girls dancing. I was like, you know what? I'm going to see him. Yeah. <laughs> this is not for me. Not I'm going to see my, myself out. I'm going to delete this app. This is not the algorithm <laughs> I need in my pocket. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was, I was like, what? But so, but then every now and then you hear about things. Like things, it's like, it's like a volcano. You don't look in, but every now and then it kind of burps something up and you're like, but it's always what you least expect. Yeah. It'd be like if you, volcano all of a sudden starts like spitting slurpy out. Like what? They're, there's paint. There's yeah. paint on t- on TikTok. What? <laughs> Wait, they're really into colors. I'm so confused. Yeah, it's a, it's a why. It, it's one of those things. Like I um like I don't watch a lot of TV or like I don't watch Saturday yeah. Night Live anymore. I mean, I, I was you know I did not. I just don't have time and I don't really care. Yeah. Uh, but like every now and then, I'm sure they have a good sketch, and I'm like, if there's a sketch good enough, if it's funny enough, it's gonna show up on my desk. Like. Yeah. someone's going to send it to me or I'll see it on, you know, whatever news or like on Facebook, something I'll find, I'll see it somewhere. But like, I don't need to watch it uh, every, every week to get that one good sketch. So if there's like something funny enough or good enough that happens on TikTok, someone will send it to me, but I don't need I am, it. Uh, <laughs> I'm working on a bit now, a new bit. Uh, it, I don't have the, the premise. I don't have the punchline yet. But the premise is like I clicked on a SNL video once four years ago, and it's it's the only thing that it sends me now. Like no wonder the like the algorithm will radicalize people because one you click once and it's all you see. Yeah. Um, but yeah, with TikTok, I I had this uh this kid I was mentoring at one point, and she was buying um her so her this was in the before times, you know. Yeah. Remember the before times? <laughs> I vaguely. So, yes, I I read books about it. Um. <laughs> So she was buying. She had her uh, her science teacher who said no food in my science lab. So every day she would bring him a different food item and film it, and she was putting it on TikTok. So I was like, Yo, Allie, if I if I Venmo you, you know, fifteen bucks, will you get him a rotisserie chicken? And she did, and it went viral on TikTok. Jeez, <laughs> that had like two million views. Just her handing this man a rotisserie chicken. Yeah, I was like, I don't. I don't think I'm going to get this one. Yeah. I don't, I don't think I'm going to understand this. <laughs> I think that's, the, I think more than not understanding it and not liking it is the fact that, um, uh, it makes me sad, uh, because, <laughs> yeah. because I see something like that, like someone handing someone a rotisserie chicken and it's like a million views and you like work and write and hone your craft and like, you know, or like write this sketch and film it and put it out. And you're like, man, I got, 102 views like yeah. oh, fucking what am i doing with my life you know or have you seen those videos of the people who just like lip sync to a comedian telling a joke oh, god yeah yeah what what what? <laughs> what is that wait grant million dollar idea i'll split it with you 5149 okay. because you're here with me now um <laughs> the Let's hear it. we do that same thing but we lip sync to our own jokes but people don't That's know they're our idea. jokes. So we, oh, we're, okay. they're yeah. like, they're, we're lips, we get popular for lip syncing jokes, but then we're actually doing our own material. Because if we did our own material, people would be like, no, fuck that. He's, this is a person actually doing art. Uh, I don't want yeah. that. I want secondhand art uh, from people uh, who have That's a really, GED. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's like, That's a really good idea. <laughs> Maybe like we get some filters on there, we airbrush ourselves to oblivion, yeah. some stars or something. And you have to have one, yeah. of, one of those things where you point at words, like they appear, you're like, buh, buh. And then you do the thing boom, where you boom, think. Boom. You yeah. Go, uh, yeah, sorry, this is bad pod for no one who's got the uh, the video. Okay, here's what I want to know. <laughs> do, do you, right now, we either sound very cool or very old. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be one of the two, and I I genuinely don't know which. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna. Well, with my demo, um, it's probably they probably know I'm old. They know where I'm at. I, they know my level, yeah. <laughs> my tolerance. On things. They're they've been paying attention. You're buying Dollar Bank comics. You're not going on to comicbook.com or whatever. What's that site where you can get them on your iPad and scroll oh, through? Oh, uh, com- Comicsology or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ones. Yeah, I've um, I in this pandemic, I recently. Uh, I had uh, time, so I started going through and like going back to old like shitty dollar bin comics and uh, spending more time in comp. I'm a comic book nerd, so I'm like I'm yeah. reading all these stuff. I'm like I might as well put this show, do this show. So, um, you know, it's like I can't do live comedy. I might as well do other shit I like. 
So, yeah. Do you read in addition to comics or just just comics mostly? Do I read like? Are you asking me if I read books? Like uh, like, adult, like real books, like, like with words and stuff. <laughs> Without pictures, do they still make those? You know, you know books. <laughs> uh, um, you see, you mean besides the Torah? Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, besides the Torah. Yeah, I uh, I do I do read actual books too. I'm a, uh, uh, I actually it's funny. I have a big there's I have a big gap in things I read. I read uh, like shitty comic books, and then I read yeah. like um, z- like Zen. Uh, Buddhist books and like philosophy shit and like those are the two things I really read a lot of and then Chuck Palahniuk uh, speaking of you know yeah. Oregon's own uh, Chuck Palahniuk Oregon's own um, the and that's that's about it that's about what well I I read a lot of like classic literature shit because I'm you know well read obviously um, gotta be <laughs> so well why are you a big reader of, oh no go uh, yeah I try to be you know I I actually. I don't love reading, but I love having read. Is okay. <laughs> so sure I got to put my time in and read it. Yeah. But speaking of Oregon Zone, John Krakauer is a, an amazing author. He wrote my favorite book, Into Thin Air, and he's from Oregon, but he he lives up in uh, up in Washington now. Okay. So you can claim him. But it was the story of the 1996 Everest disaster, which was until last year the deadliest climbing season ever on Everest, oh, which was damn. fun. But you were talking about going into pandemic, though. I was going to tell you that I had started uh, Little Women last February, right around this oh, time. Yeah. I started Little Women, and I loved it. I was It was so great because I live a pretty fast life. I'm always doing things. And in this book, they don't do anything, right? Right. And it was just so, it was so quaint. Um, it, the letter that the dad writes to the girls uh, was, I, I think of you by day, I pray for you night by night, and I find my greatest comfort in your affection always. I'm like, well, how lovely is that? <laughs> But then the pandemic came, and all of a sudden my life slowed way down, yeah. and nothing was happening in my life, and nothing was happening in this book. I'm like, I, I can't do this. <laughs> so it's the only book that I've stopped reading halfway through, and it's sitting on my bookshelf now, like waiting and for me to be very it. busy. You stopped reading a book oh, you enjoyed. I loved it. I just, I was like, something's got to give. One of these girls better, like, do something eventually. <laughs> <laughs> eventually. What, uh, but. We'll come back to it. Do you have a uh, favorite book you've read, Grant? Yeah, it's uh, probably that, oh, that John Crackhorn book. Yeah, that there. one. Yeah. Is, was that made well, into what's a cool movie? About it? What was that? Was that made into a movie? I think so. I haven't seen it oh, okay. um, because I like the book a lot and I didn't want to ruin it. But essentially this guy, he was going to go to Everest for a magazine. He's writing an essay for a magazine about how easy it is to get to the top of Everest. And so he's climbing it and all of a sudden it just – all these little things go wrong in a way that all pile up and it turns out to be the deadliest season ever. And that sometimes he's, you know, 10 feet away in the tent while someone freezes outside and he doesn't know it. Or, you know, someone's stumbling off of a cliff and, and he's sometimes culpable in it. And it's yeah. just, it's such a haunting tale. And, and I'm a sucker for mountains. Um, I'm really into Vonnegut too. Um, oh yeah, the, and then, that's uh, you know the uh, the the original Chuck. You know, Palinak is considered Vonnegut's uh, contemporary. Um, yeah. Do you have a favorite Vonnegut uh, book? I do. It's Mother Night. Uh, Mother Night. It's the only one where he says that he knows what the uh, what the moral of the story is. He goes, uh, "The moral of the story is you are who you pretend to be," and it's just so so great. Yeah, I'm I'm a big Cat's Cradle fan, but. I was going to say, Cat's Cradle, call me Jonah. My parents did. Well, they almost did. They called me John. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. That's my that's my go-to, Vonnegut. I do, yeah, I do love Vonnegut also. So. It's great how short the chapters in Cat's Cradle are. Sometimes they're like two sentences long. Yeah. And I read in Man Without a Country that – because I thought it was just the funniest joke in Cat's Cradle is how short the chapters are. Um, I went to, uh, to L.A. and I had read like 15 chapters on the plane. <laughs> Like, um, man, I'm a in my one-hour plane ride, <laughs> um, but I read that he would write whatever he could write in one day. He would call a chapter for Cat's Cradle, and that's how he came up with those tiny little chapters. Interesting. That's an interesting concept. I like. Um, that's what I like about him. And again, uh, you know, his contemporary Palinic, uh and their style of writing is every book they write has kind of a different uh, 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 prose, a different style, a different uh, you know the, the the way they approach it and writing style, like. You know, I mean, uh, I don't know if you've read Palnick at all, uh, but I mean, every, no, I'm actually writing it down. I, I want to go buy some of these books. I highly. So, you, are you familiar with who he is? 
No, not at all. Okay. Oh my God. Yeah, you'd love him if you liked Vonnegut. So, uh, he, yeah, he's he's widely considered basically the contemporary uh, Vonnegut. He he wrote uh, uh, Fight Club that was turned into a movie. Oh um, yeah, yeah, Fight Club, Invisible Monsters. Invisible yeah. Monsters. Uh, Choke is his best book as far as I'm concerned, but Invisible Monsters, uh, Survivor is really good. Um, bu- 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 let's see. What I'm buying it? choke now. As we I speak. suggest it is. Um, but every book, you know, like one's written from the first person, one's written in a diary format, one's written in like newspaper clip. Like everything's written in different uh, style. And I love that idea that you know you're like, uh, it's not like nothing is Tom Clancy or whatever. But you know, it's like, hey, look, here here's another kind of better. war movie or war book or like espionage thriller or whatever tom clancy does i don't know um and yeah i uh i'm reading a book now that's written in a journal format it's mm-hmm. called nausea by um oh no what's his name i'm gonna look like a <laughs> fool <laughs> john paul uh sitar Citre. uh okay. it's a french writer uh, it's called nausea and it's about a man going insane which is a great thing to read during quarantine right right yeah <laughs> like i feel that i get it <laughs> How- Are you familiar with the the book The Bell Jar at all by Sylvia Plath? Oh, yeah, okay. It's about a woman struggling with her mental health. Yeah, I- so I, my friend loaned it to me, and she said, whatever you do, don't read this during quarantine. You'll be on it, and it will be sad. And so I drove into the forest for a weekend, <laughs> entire weekend alone next to a mountain, and I'm like, I'll just read it. More yeah. than to do. <laughs> how, how was it? How was it? Re- it, <laughs> it was a lovely book. Yeah? Yeah, ends in the night attempt. You know, about this this woman struggling with depression and suicidal tendencies, and uh, I had a great time reading it. I had some lovely fires. I brought my record player out with me. It was very a very like romantic trip to the forest alone. Nice, very nice. I like that. Uh, get a little. You know how these things go. Yeah, you gotta have a little time away from the family and everything, especially during quarantine. I assume exactly get a get a bunch of them. <laughs> so. Um, oh, you got it. <laughs> so how, how, I don't know. I'm, I'm excited for stuff to open up then. He, wh- oh, I'm excited for stuff to open up. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. The uh, with, with oh, you well with Oregon, where is Oregon at with opening up? You know, it's it's all county by county down here. Um, okay. We have you know, there's some outdoor seating and stuff happening at restaurants. We're not doing uh, entertainment right now, but. Um, you know, I, I kind of see my role as being cautious and set an example of what it would look like to be cautious. So yeah. I'm kind of keeping my hands up and I'm not going to outdoor seating restaurants. Um, you know, uh, typically I, I enjoy church on Sunday mornings, but I haven't been in about a year now because I think that we should set an example and and keep ourselves apart. Sure. The, the uh... physical distance. Phys- physical distancing. Uh... Physical, physical, but not social. You know, I, I can still call people. I can still leave a cake on their door, uh, yeah. which I've done way too much during the pandemic. Um, <laughs> you know, whatever nonsense I can think of, I can still do. I just want to stay a little bit further away. Yeah, that's a. It's got to be. It's a difficult thing. I mean, how how long have you been doing comedy uh, for, Grant? Uh, I've been doing stand up for about two years now. Okay. And then I have podcasting for about three and a half maybe okay. four years the uh yeah now with the stand-up i mean you start where did you start out at in salem or yeah i started in salem uh i went to a stand-up comedy competition and i won uh oh, wow. right off the bat Damn. which is a terrible thing to happen as a, yeah. for a stand-up comedian it's all downhill from uh, there all it's all downhill from there <laughs> but um we have a really cool club here in salem and if you're ever coming up and down uh it's called the infinity room and it's it's one of the okay. best nice so I'll do it there, and then I'll head up to Portland. Um, Vancouver has some cool mics going on, um, and well, you know, in a, in a normal world, Vancouver has some cool mics right. going on. <laughs> but yeah, mostly here in Salem at the Infinity Room. Okay, but no, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, I mean, how is it? It's got to be difficult, uh, especially you know, if you started two years ago. You've got your kids would have been you know four and uh, three then, I guess. Uh, that's a diff, you know, and then. How, what are the challenges doing comedy with, uh, you know, with a family? That's got to be difficult, right? Well, I, you know, like all other comedians, I got divorced. <laughs> so <laughs> I do comedy every other week. Sure. I have my, oh, God, I have my yeah. kids a week there, at a time. So 
when I have them, they're my absolute focus. Yeah. Um, and then uh, on the weeks that they're at their mom's house, I'll go and I'll I'll do you know three or four shows a week or whatever it looks like to to make up for the time that I'm missing on it. But it just it's a fun engaging thing that you get to go do, and it's it's fun to to put the work in. I really like putting work into things, yeah. and so to be able to sit down and really try and crack a joke, um, and then see how it works when you put it out in front of everyone, it's really rewarding. Yeah, what what's your process like writing? I mean, are you a guy that sits down and uh, takes time? Like, I'm gonna write for an hour every day, or do you just like when something comes to you? What's what's it look like for you? A lot of times, like the little kernel comes from me just joking around with someone. Like, mm-hmm. I'll just be riffing with someone, and then I'll something will catch in my mind. Where I'm like, you know what? I I can actually kind of wind this out. So, like one of my jokes that has the the I like jokes that kind of like frame a world immediately. It's a weird world and then live in it. But because I've set it up so quickly, you don't question like, you know, oh, well, all this logic makes sense because um, we've built this world together. So uh, my friend married a farmer and I was mocking her for FarmersOnly.com. And then I was like, you know what? I could make a bit out of FarmersOnly.com. And so I was like, okay, well, what would that look like? And so I sat down and kind of figured out on my notes app on my phone and then I'll listen through and, and weed it down until I think that we're about where it needs to be. And then I'll go give it a shot. But the whole bit's like, what what what's the premise of FarmersOnly.com? But like, like marrying a farmer is gonna gonna make you a a better farmer? Like, <laughs> like that, that marrying a farmer, that you should marry a farmer. Like, have you ever met a farmer? Yeah. They're very busy. They own farms. They're never gonna see each other. <laughs> <laughs> and they're not neighbors. Like, they, <laughs> if they were neighbors, they wouldn't need an app. They know each other. Those guys share a well already, you know? Right, like, yeah. <laughs> and like, what? Being a farmer's gonna make you a better farmer? Like, he grows grass seed. You grow onions. That's flood irrigation, Karen. That's a different game, okay? Yeah. He's <laughs> <laughs> out of your league, and you know it. Yeah, how specific, like, how specific is it? Like, is there a ranchers only also? Because ranching is different than farming now. We've got a whole different It's situation. so different. Yeah. Well, you know, I actually downloaded it originally because I thought it'd be funny. So I downloaded it before I ever had this joke because I, I thought I could write jokes about it. Yeah. Um, but it wasn't funny. It was just sad. <laughs> it was just really, really sad. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I imagine. Uh, I mean, is there a lot of farms around there? What, are they vetting people? Do they have to like you have to like your profile picture has to be in overalls? Uh, yeah, yeah. It's like you have to. What what tractor do you own? Right. <laughs> no, no, no. What not what tractor do you ever work? What tractor do you own? Are you the yeah. farmer or are you the farm hand? Yeah, because farmhandonly.com is a different website that I'm buying right now. <laughs> yeah, when, farmhand only. When, yeah, when's wheat season? Fall? Nope. Sucker, you're out. Cut you. Well, like the other thing is like. Why do you need a farmer? Like you already have a farmer, and it's you. Yeah. <laughs> you don't need a farmer. You need a mechanic. <laughs> like we make farmers only that come and mechanics only got Tom and like smash them together like Crisis on Infinite Earths. Yeah. You know. <laughs> we need like farmers and auxiliary professionals only. Dot com. That's what we need. Yeah. Someone. Uh, we need homemaker. Dot com when there's a when there's a. Uh rancher or farmer they're already out doing tilling the soil they need someone at home making a God, stew for good them all day. work touching the touching the soil and stuff you yeah. know that's what farmers do right yeah i think I, i'm not a farmer I, <laughs> yeah I live, I, I live in my friend area. ryan's a farmer he's spraying tonight not tonight probably today that's all i know i don't know what he's spraying He's spraying. Well, if he's, he's spraying. If he's if he's lucky, he's, he got a date on Farmers Only, and he's spraying. Um, hey. Say hey. Uh, so hey. Um, so is it is there farms down there in Salem? Where is there is it is it rural out there? Or where? You know, we're surrounded by rural. Um, between here in Portland, some rural areas out either direction. There's farms. Um, we are the second largest city in Oregon, but. Our, this valley is actually the uh, the grass seed capital of the world. Oh wow! Um, I, I know it sounds like I'm running for governor. I am not running for governor. I just keep <laughs> saying great things about this most beautiful state. Uh, <laughs> Have you ever lived anywhere but Oregon? You know, I, why would I ever want to? Why would I ever <laughs> choose to do that? These yeah, you know when I you don't know what you're missing, maybe man. You know. Well, I'll tell you what. I'll come up to Spokane when the world opens up again. I'll catch yeah. some shows. I didn't say Spokane was better. Uh, that's debatable. Uh, you know, I'm just saying. Sometimes, if you love something, you gotta you gotta let it go. 
And uh, maybe it's time to let Oregon go. See what you got. And, uh, you know, if you come back to it, it's your true love, man. Where, where should I move to? Where should um, I move to? Give me a city. Well, I did speak to someone in uh, Boston yesterday who really sold okay. me really sold me on Boston, which is hard to do because I was not a Boston fan before yesterday. Uh, I'd been to Boston, didn't like it, uh, but they they kind of sold me on it. I think I want to go back and try it again. Not to live. Bo- I don't want to live. Yeah, there. sounds sounds cold. It sounds cold in Boston. I don't know. <laughs> I'm sure it is. I mean, Salem's got to be cold. You guys get snow, right? Uh, it's supposed to snow the next couple of days here. I think we're gonna okay. do. We're supposed to have ten inches over the next three days, but that's Jeez. not normal. We normally get half an inch all all year. Oh so. really? Yeah, it's not too bad here. But yeah. the other place. So I was gonna ask you, where, where do you get where do you, your bits from? Do you sit down? Do you write them, or what are you doing? I um, my most of the actual stuff I get to stage is in my car or in my shower. I just kind of rant. and uh talk to myself and if something makes me laugh i stop and i'll uh put into voice uh like a voice memo and talk for a while and get a couple beats and then i'll then i'll take that to my notebook write it down try and write a couple jokes around it take it to stage and fix it up and see if we can make it work it's uh um yeah, it's I, I can't I cannot be one of those guys that sits down. I mean, I know guys are like for every day from 10 to 11:30, I sit at my desk and I write. Sometimes nothing comes out, sometimes the stuff comes out and I'm like, I could never do that cuz if I sat there for an hour and nothing came out, I'd be so mad that I wasted an hour. <laughs> I have two I have two shower uh voice memo apps from yesterday. <laughs> it was in yeah. the shower I'm like, where's my phone? I got a bit. Yeah. <laughs> That's two shower. different bits that I'm working out from the shower yesterday. Shower is the best. Actually, it's one of the things I miss the most about traveling for comedy is uh, I really like like when I drive places for comedy, you know, if I'm if it's like, a, mm-hmm. you know, whatever, even two, two hours, sometimes five hours, whatever it is. Um, I usually for most of it, like I don't even listen to music like I don't listen to anything. I just sit and think and talk to myself and I come up with the most bits during those times. The most time. And it's great because like I'm thinking about comedy. I'm thinking about my set. I come up with some new material. I'm like, I'll try that and sandwich it into my set somewhere with some new in between stuff I know works. And so, you know, so I'm like. Oh, I can I can work it tonight. You know, I, I'm, I'm, on, yeah. I'm on the way to do comedy. So that's the best way to do it. You, but of course, of course, we would never encourage people to not listen to podcasts in the car. No, that's what you yeah. should listen to in the car. Everyone else should. Uh, Everyone should. <laughs> I, I play. I just have podcasts on play continually. I'm not always uh, actively paying attention, but passively they're 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 on. Yeah, it's like noise in the background. Yeah, at, least, um, at least give me those downloads. I don't care if you actually listen. Uh, <laughs> download it, delete it, then download it again. Exactly. And leave a, a like a review. <laughs> Comment below. So up in Spokane, are you guys doing like five minutes typically, or what's what's the standard up there for open mics? For just uh, for your spots, open mics, or if you get oh, uh, um, I mean, it, open mic at the club is three three minutes for most people. Um, I'm one of their club comics, so I I can yeah. I'm usually five to ten. Um, the but I mean, I'm I'm on the road. I mean, I, I do comedy full time. So I was I was on the road six to eight months a year. Uh, um, most of my shows in the last few years, I was touring with another buddy of mine. Uh, we mm-hmm. just co-headline shows. We'd each do about 45, 50 minutes. Um, we'd sometimes find a local opener, but most of the time it was just two man shows. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, usually I mean, I'll, I've done you know, you do small stuff where you're sometimes doing 10 minutes. But ideally, honestly, I like being able to do a whole hour then i can really stretch it oh like, yeah like uh, uh have some fun um well because an hour gives you enough time that you can actually be there for it you know yeah if if you're doing if you're doing a 20 minute open or whatever it is you've got your jokes you gotta get those out yeah but an hour you get time to like you're there with the audience and, yeah. and it, you get to step out of your like routine out of your rote memory and actually have fun with it well you can you you really get the opportunity to do more also because i mean not just i mean obviously you have more time you can do more but what you can actually do because if you are you know hosting a show and doing 10 minutes or you're opening and doing 20 minutes uh you know if you're if you're the middle 
you're just more limited on what you can do uh you know from a from a standpoint of like uh how dirty you can get or even the content you can talk about or like you just you just don't have their trust you can't build their trust you kind of have to do this yeah. limited amount of stuff where you know when you have an hour you're like i can slowly work you into where this thing i said if i would have said it 10 minutes in you guys would have bailed but 30 yeah. minutes in 35 40 minutes in like you guys are you're on this ride with me now man you're buckled in there's no stopping this now you're invested yeah. plus you can do you can always like you get halfway through you can do the joke that's just for you you know oh, like yeah, i yeah. i have jokes that i love and no one ever laughed but you know what it's not for them it's for me yeah this one this one just makes me happy <laughs> I have I have Pope jokes that make me really happy that no one likes. Like, yeah. uh, I just think it's funny that the Pope's a cryptoid. You know, like 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 uh, Loch Ness monster or like a uh, Bigfoot or whatever. Like, but have you ever seen the Pope? Or is always just like blurry cell phone footage of him walking through a forest. You know, right? Yeah. <laughs> like like you're telling me that if Bigfoot and Chupacabra they have a meeting, the Pope's not going to be there. Yeah. Shows up with a big bubble car with you know with the hat. <laughs> Pope's a cryptoid, is it and a, it's for me. Right, <laughs> this yeah. is, it's just for me. Yeah, and they, if you know they have one, they found a new one, it's just smoke comes out of the building. He's just gray smoke or whatever, yeah. white smoke. What do they let out? White smoke rising. Mm. Um, so actually, so my my podcast, The Ravine, that I'm starting here pretty soon, um, it's kind of a relaunch of an old podcast okay. that we used to do. It was called Pretty Neat, and we had someone steal our podcast name um, so I started filling out a cease and desist because, you know, like there's only room. For, you can't have multiple podcasts, same yeah. name, right? But then I realized that what we could do is we could actually settle it like adults. So I challenged them to a legally binding rap battle for the name. Okay. Um, and and one of the lines in that rap battle that we sent to this kid was, if you smell white smoke, Pope, it's because we pay for <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know why I put a lot of Pope jokes <laughs> in the first line of the rap. So, you know, I was really just making it so I'd be unsuccessful. Well, since you're, the new show is called The Ravine and not pretty neat, yeah. I have to assume you didn't win the rap battle. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Actually, what happens, I kept emailing this kid and he, he never responded. So I sent him a cease and desist and released my diss rap on the same day. Okay. Um, and he still but we uh, we went into a hiatus on Pretty Neat for uh, for a little bit because we got uh, my buddy got a different job, our schedules didn't line up, all that stuff. Um, so we came back, and now there's like three Pretty Neat podcasts, and it just it just keeps growing. So at some point, I gotta stop rap battling these kids. Yeah, man, you're gonna you're gonna be on TikTok. We're gonna find Grant on TikTok doing rap battles with these kids. Uh, lip I'll just have this battle. big list. I was like, all right, I guess pretty neat from Alabama now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> if you're tagged in the comments, this is for you. Uh, so. Yeah. No, it, it's good though, because I people used to tell me they're like, Grant, what if, what if you lose? I'm like, okay, well, first off, it's not really a rap battle. It's a it's a popularity contest. You know, yeah. like it's just a matter of who has more listeners, and we have more listeners, so that shouldn't be a problem. But if I do lose. Imagine the publicity, right? Yeah, it's either way. I would be on the news. <laughs> <laughs> Idiot loses podcast after rap battle. Yeah, yeah. I would go on. I go on the Tonight Show and yeah. tell this story. Uh, you know, HuffPo would pick that up for sure. Oh, uh, you know, yeah. you know, I I'd have a Vice interview. They'd be like, "Do you think it's because of the Pope line?" I'm like, "Yeah, yeah it's probably you know. because of the Pope line." It's controversial though. That's kind of heat I'm bringing. Contro yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh, we, we had more. We I kept I just kept doing allegories <laughs> like that. Uh, I there was a Uber pretty neat. Uh, if if you want five silver, come and give me a kiss or something. Where I just couldn't get away from it from the yeah, <laughs> first several all... lines. <laughs> but uh, no, it was a lot of fun. So... That was the best part about doing podcasts is just nonsense like that. Like I also found out once that my buddy was uh, using his wife's toothbrush without telling her, which is very gross. <laughs> And so I did an entire serial style episode where I uh, call it serial two oops, all berries. And um, I interviewed him and his wife and his sister where he left the toothbrush, a dental hygienist that we don't know. I emailed uh, Colgate. Like I, I took his toothbrush for examining. I, I did my own piano track on it and everything. <laughs> so it just, it, and it, you know what? I, I won't tell you what it is, but there is a twist halfway through where I learned some new information I did not expect to learn. Oh, so. man. 
The uh, yeah. I so you would not grant you would not use someone else's toothbrush. Ah, it's so gross. It's so gross. Oh yeah, you know the, I, you I, know. I I don't think I'd have a problem with it. Depends on whose toothbrush. Um, my girlfriend's I'd use her toothbrush. I don't care. Would you use my toothbrush? Uh, sure. You look like you have some pearly eyes. You take care of your teeth. I, I, I take care of my teeth. I'd rather I'd rather use someone's toothbrush if they didn't take care of their teeth because that means they're not using it. Uh, no. yeah, but also those means when they use it, they're putting them on those nasty ass gingivitis teeth. See, uh, the 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 dental hygienist that I interviewed just kept saying, "There's a lot of things you should share. You should not share your toothbrush." See, <laughs> and I trust her. Well, here's, Shannon knows what's up. Here's what I wonder: what is on the what is on what is on the toothbrush that they can put in their mouth, and it's the person who you put in your mouth potentially or in you know at least kissing it's like what how does that not get onto your how is that not okay what what is what is yeah i mean i'm not saying i do it i mean you know it's not it's not i'm not saying i make that choice i say i'm gonna keep my own toothbrush still it's not like you know let's downsize honey what are we? We don't. Sure. What are we doing? Keeping two toothbrushes like a bunch of suckers. We'd be That's losing romantic. money not to get rid of one. Think how much space we have together. Yeah. What's more intimate than brushing her teeth with your toothbrush? That's you right. Know? Your Valentine's Day is coming up, or it just happened, or something. Whenever yeah. this comes out, you know. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I think. I think uh, more couples. I'm gonna. I'm gonna suggest more couples uh, start brushing. Their teeth with the same well, you, you one toothbrush. Let's do a Valentine's Day ad where we where we remind people to brush each other's teeth with the same toothbrush yeah. at the same time. One toothbrush. One toothbrush, two hearts. You one, know, to, like... one, one toothbrush. Guess what? There's two sides these each piece of toilet paper. Why are you just throwing mm. it away after one wipe? You know. I mean, you share one bed. Why yeah. not share more? You're right. You There's know? so much more, so much more you could share. Share uh, your life and share your floss, my friends. You know. <laughs> the uh, floss. Okay. Floss is floss starts to stink very quickly after you use it because there's some shit in between your teeth. I feel there's like a reason it's flavored. It's not for you. It's for the smell. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's minty. It has to be minty because uh, like two strokes in, it's gonna definitely. It's gonna feel. It's gonna <laughs> smell like steak, and you haven't had steak in two weeks. This is the grossest conversation. I hate. I hate talking about people brushing their teeth. <laughs> Which is like, why did I do an entire podcast about it? I don't know. I I had to get sounds of teeth brushing to put in and everything, and it was like, oh no. Okay, I have to ask you this question, Grant. Um, And this is tangentially related. It has nothing to do with teeth, but it does have to do with sharing things. Um, How do you feel about sharing things like uh, like drinks? Like if someone wanted to drink your water, are you okay with that? Do you share those things? Share forks? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm okay with that. You know, I used to be worse about it. Like I. I intellectually, I know it's fine, but I used to be like, yeah, that's gross. I don't, you know, unless it yeah. was like uh, someone that I was that I was in a relationship with or something. Uh, but I, I'm trying to get better about it, you know. Like I'm trying to let a, a, a friend take a bite of my burrito and stuff like that. And obviously not in this time. Yeah, it's, sure. Yeah, it's uh, so. But like like that glass of water you've been drinking out. Someone wanted your friend was like, hey, can I get a hit of that? You be good. You're cool. Yeah, you know, I, I'm. I used to not be, but I think I'm better now. Now my kids, no way. Because your kids are gross. Graham, get your own water. Yeah, kids are gross. I don't trust those guys. Okay, this is where this is the question I have to ask because I'm like, I don't. I'm like, I'm. I have like a sewer rat mentality where like I'm like, yeah. if you have everything, you have nothing. It doesn't matter. Like I don't. I'm. I. Uh, I'm not into a lot of like lotions and potions and things, and I'm cool with like sharing everything uh, because I build up immunities. Like I never get sick. Like I had COVID, it was nothing for me. Like I've, I've barely even felt it. Um, the uh, I'll share anything like that, but for some reason, the thought of sharing milk with someone is gross to me. Like milk is too in. For some reason, milk is intimate. I don't know if it's because Can of its viscosity or. A terrible story. <laughs> well, yeah, now we have. To. Oh my gosh, it was five or six years ago now. Um, I w- I was just at home. I was minding my own business. I was living my life, Dees. And all of a sudden, my it was my wife at the time came up to me for a kiss, and as she kissed me, she spit milk into my mouth. Oh God! 
And she thought it was so funny. And then you called a divorce lawyer. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Immediately. It was the grossest thing that's ever happened to me. Because not only is it milk, but it's now warm milk. (laughs) You're not. What's worse than milk that you don't expect? Was it curdled at all? Is warm enough to have a little curdled chunk in? Like no, no. (laughs) No, Thank God. You know. But it was maybe. Listen. I have two. I have two kids. They've both vomited into my mouth when they were babies. These things happen. This is the worst experience of my life. Yeah, this... that's an attack. That's against the Geneva Convention. So proud. Of yeah, you, that's you know, that's that's like biological warfare. Trust was broken that day. Yeah, that's all I'm saying. I, I imagine so. <laughs> you can't rebuild from something. <laughs> right. No, that is a that's a tough one. I don't. Uh, I think I. I think again. I if it was another liquid, I think I might be like whatever. There's something about milk, man. That and I'm not even a milk drinker. But there's something yeah. about like sharing milk that weirds me out. It's just too I like I just think it's the thickness of like of and, it's, the, and there's so many yeah. So this one in particular there was so many steps of wait a minute is this something in my mouth? What is it? Is that milk? You know, <laughs> there, like it just took an extra step yeah. to be like it's milk. Yeah, and no <laughs> one what the worst game in the world is what's in my mouth? Uh, what's in my mouth? The yeah in <laughs> the. The, that's one of the craziest things about the way uh, the human brain works, too, is that if you, you know, like if you put soda in a cup and don't tell someone mm-hmm. what it is and they just take a drink of it, it, for some reason, it's infinitely harder to identify that soda than if someone's like, mm-hmm. that's Dr. Pepper. You drink it. Your brain's like, yeah, that is Dr. Pepper. But if someone's like, just drink this and you'd be like, what the fuck? What is that? I don't know. You know, brains are so weird that way. I've got my million dollar idea to contribute. Let's start a YouTube show called What's in My Mouth. <laughs> I think it's a you porn <laughs> show. Uh, that's <laughs> uh, Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, what's in my mouth dot com. <laughs> I, I have it yeah. now. What's it's cool? right next to farmhandsonly.com. <laughs> they lead to the same exact place. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what's in my mouth? Farmhands. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they, they're just yeah. and they're, they're bringing the, they've got cow's milk, too. They can go get that milk. So. Do you have Do you have a T-shirt guy? Can we get what's in my mouth T-shirts actually, for the social I, hour? I definitely have a T-shirt guy. We can get those actually. Uh, <laughs> that yeah. would be the coolest shirt. I mean, the what's in my mouth? Guess. Imagine the imagine the publicity you get from that. Yeah, because that, people be that's <laughs> grassroots. Wait, sir, what is in your mouth? Yeah, I'll tell you. I, I'll t- I don't know what's in my mouth, but I'll tell you what's in my ears. Social club. <laughs> yeah, what's in what's in my mouth well let me get it out of my mouth first and then i'll tell you uh yeah i'm gonna go i'm going as we speak to what's in my mouth.com you're definitely turn your safe search on um <laughs> okay uh i i actually strongly suggest that you do not go to what's in my mouth.com <laughs> i was gonna say that's i can tell you what's on there i've never even been there uh <laughs> I'll tell you what, lots of stuff in those mouths. Yeah, yeah, sometimes more than you'd think you could put in there. Um, well, you'd be surprised what these guys can fit in their mouths, Deez. Uh I would guess there's a what's in your mouth dot XXX. There's a what's mm-hmm. in your mouth. Uh, so um, how did we get down this road, Grant? Oh, you know, here's... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. No, that's all right. Uh, what did you guys talk about? Well, we talked about criminal justice and poverty. And what's in his mouth? <laughs> Because that's, yeah. that's what I, the, that's the question everyone's asking. <laughs> yeah, the, it's it's what we it's what the kids want to know. Investigative reporting. You yeah. know what? What if I just start going at people on the street? Excuse me, sir, sir. What's yeah. in your mouth? What's in your mouth? What's in your open. mouth? Open. We know it's open your mouth. <laughs> uh, it's spiders. Yeah, don't worry, I'm not a cop. You gotta tell me. Uh, I'm not a cop. What's in your mouth? What? Uh, it's a curiosity <laughs> thing, sir. It's fine. <laughs> um. Grant, so you, oh, you mentioned earlier, let's talk about it uh, uh, before we get out of here for the night. You've got a podcast, The Ravine, coming out. Uh, it's a revamp of uh, That's Neat that you lost in a rap, epic rap battle. Pretty neat. Uh, pretty neat, sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, what is The Ravine? Tell us about it, when it's coming out, what it is, and all yeah. that. Ravine is a cutting-end podcast. Uh, it's kind of a new format. It's it's two white guys talking. So it's just really stuff that you've never heard before. Yeah, it um, sounds like it. But it, it's me and my co-host. His name is Jeff, and uh, it's it's a comedy podcast. It's fairly segment-based. So, you know, we'll we'll do two or three segments, and we'll bring comedians on and do them with them. But uh, segments include things like uh, a Cry for Yelp, which is go in and find a one-star restaurant on Yelp 
and just reading the reviews and like thinking about it, praying about it, bring it to the Lord, see how we can help this restaurant, you know. <laughs> um, other we do uh, we do one called OGROGs where I read an award-winning rap versus a rap I wrote on my way to Jeff's house, and he has to decide which one is which. Oh um, man. Yeah, we do a segment called Dad Off where we uh, have uh, pretend pretend competitions between our dads who don't know each other, and we decide which dad would win and how. Yeah. Dad Off, science fair. They're, they're playing Fortnite, you know. Um, so it's you know, just basically the the best possible podcast you could think of, and you should go now to the Ravine Pod on Facebook or search the Ravine on wherever you get your podcasts and <laughs> subscribe. Get in on the ground floor. You know, it's like Game Stocks. You know, get in yeah. now. Right. It's only going going to the moon. It's only going up, man. It's only going diamond up. hands on this podcast. <laughs> uh, and and when's it? Sorry, when's it coming out? And uh, how often is it going to be released? Yeah, we're looking at every other week, and uh, it should be coming out in March. We're waiting on a uh, podcast art that we purchased, uh, which again some final tweaks, and uh, we'll be looking at every other week for now. And we may be moving up to every week in the future. Nice. That's good. Good, good, good. Um, so what uh, moving forward with uh, hopefully COVID ending soon, um, what's what's your thoughts with uh, comedy coming back? I mean, uh, obviously hitting it, you know, I'm, have you been staying busy with Zoom mics? You plan on getting back out there? Yeah, I've done a few Zoom mics. I've I've, I've done a couple. Uh, it's kind of nice because you can do them anywhere. Like I've been, I've done some Zoom shows in London um, that I've been booked on, which have been fun. I've done Zoom shows kind of around the country, but I don't. I'm not loving them. I'm not loving Zoom yeah. mics. They're just not the same. Oh, Even yeah. so, I I won't do ones if they're not like um, open shows for public where they're gonna there's gonna be an audience. Like who wants to do a Zoom mic for a comedian? You <laughs> yeah. Know? Yeah. So a lot of the ones I've done, they have audience. They've been selling tickets, things like that. Um, and then once the world opens up, oh, I, I did a I did a car show, uh, like a raid. Like, so I a show in a abandoned parking lot in Portland oh, nice. where everyone All was right. in their cars and they were transmitting to the radios. They were, it was super cool. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, it was fun. I um, but I'm I'm excited to get back up on stage and do some comedy. Um, I I love walking up to the most inappropriate songs like um. Simon and Garfunkel or the Cinderella soundtrack, things like that. They really hype <laughs> up the crowd. Um, but I think what I decided is once the world opens up and it gets you know responsible and wise to do so, I really want to explore around the Pacific Northwest, hit some new clubs I haven't been at. Yeah. Um, just you know, take some time off work and head out and and have some fun because we've been able to make so many new connections around because of these type of things where we've yeah. all been stuck at home and. Um, so, you know, I'll make my way up to Spokane. Yeah, you should. Yeah. Or something. Get out here. Try, uh, try the open mic here. And if we got some stuff going on, maybe we can get you on a show. I I produce a bunch of shows around the Northwest. So, uh, once things do come back, I will have plenty going on again. Uh, assuming things come back. Hey, Uh, things are coming back. You know what? I already have my shots. People are getting their shots every day. We're headed there. Yeah. I already had COVID. I don't need it. I don't even need a shot, man. I had that shit. I'm immune now. You got like the Disneyland Fast Pass. Yeah, man, I did that. You pay a little more, but yeah. you get it quicker. <laughs> it was, uh, uh, yeah, it was interesting. I, I, I mean, honestly, I got, I, it was super easy for me. I got, Good. I had like two days of a cough. That's it. Then I had two days of like bad body aches, but nothing else. And then the next day, I just couldn't taste anything for like two weeks, and that's it. Oh, weird. Yeah. That's it. That's not too bad, though. No, yeah, I got it easy. Um, like I said, I go, you know, I, I don't worry about, uh, I, I've got a strong immune system, so. Yeah, you got those Osmosis Jones kicking in there. Yeah, right. Some... They don't play by the rules. <laughs> something, something anyway. Um, all right, well, um, Grant, tell everyone where they can find you, follow you, uh, and get more updates on uh, the Ravine when it comes out and all that. Absolutely. Anywhere you get your podcasts, wherever you're listening to this now, search The Ravine. Subscribe now. Um, make sure that you don't miss an episode. And you can also find us on uh, facebook.com forward slash The Ravine Pod or email The Ravine Pod at Gmail. And then if you want to follow me around, I'm at Instagram Yoder on Instagram. Oh, convenient. Look at that. Right. Uh, nice. All right. Uh, well, there you go, guys. Uh, Grant, anything else before we get out of here tonight? or? 
No, thanks so much for having me on. This is a blast. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for coming on, guys. Make sure and follow Grant. Uh, check out the ravine when it comes out in a couple weeks. Uh, make sure you subscribe to that as well. And uh, maybe you'll see Grant up around the Northwest. I'm sure you will, but maybe closer to the area from where you this show is recorded in Spokane. Uh, if you get up this way, definitely let me know, though, man. I'd love to, love yeah. to meet you in person and uh, see if we can uh, do something live again when uh, we are Grab all a beer. able to be people. I... Uh, will join you but i actually quit drinking about two years ago oh congratulations yeah don't it's not gonna last um but the uh, <laughs> for now for now I'm so, it's so funny because i was like when this hit i was like about a year sober and i was yeah. and i was like eh, like and i'm like should i just like say fuck it and just like drink now just like for the just for the pandemic because like whatever i was just home yeah. all day and, what, and i'm like nah and I kept thinking about it. Man, I'm so glad I didn't just for the pandemic because I would have been on a year-long bender. <laughs> Year bender. Like, I'm always trying to figure out what my sobriety is going to be because, like, you know, like, you know when people get sober and, like, they sleep better, they're more energetic. Yeah. I think I think my getting sober is going to be stop listening to podcasts while I fall asleep. That will be me getting sober. Like, yeah. man, I feel great. Yeah, everyone's, everyone's listenership is going to fall off if you get sober, man. You better keep yeah. drinking. Tough stuff. <laughs> so, um. All right, guys. Well, we're going to get out of here for the night. Uh, thanks again uh, for listening. And make sure you follow Grant. Find him on Instagram and check out the ravine when it comes out. Grant, thanks you very much again. Uh, and everyone, again, go to deescomedy.com. Check out everything coming up. We got a bunch of stuff uh, on that calendar, uh, new shows, live events, and everything happening. So uh, thank you very much for the social hour. I've been Deece and for Grant Yoder. Thanks, guys. And we will see you next week. 